Hello, and welcome to another Bender Drivel. Are you bored yet? As we said last time, you will be. You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations. Local elections. Did you vote? Did you not? Did you even get in? Would you not been able to get in? Did you have no ID? That's what they're the way they wanted to be. No ID. Vote for me.
Whatever pretty colour your party's rosette is, I hope that you soon realise they all just take the piss. They aren't here for you, and certainly not for me. But why they are is perfectly clear to stay at the top of the tree. You may feel this all seems simply quite abrupt, but then most politicians are simply quite corrupt. A leading politician decided to cross the road, then claimed 80 quid expenses, the thieving fucking toad. I admit that that's a joke, of course it is. You see, I'm not a liar. 80 quid was just a start. The claim would have been much higher. A day or so, it seems, in the working life of a lord is to fall asleep on a leather seat, the result of becoming bored. A day in the life of a common, for surely that's what they are, despite the fancy houses and chauffeur-driven cars, is meant to be what they promised when they stood in a general election. But this is something hard to miss. They're masters of deflection. They all have their own agendas and continue them when they are able. While the promises they made just to get your vote aren't even under the table. So this is a reason why anarchy is superior to this system we have at present. I'm not even distantly royal, no, but I'm still not a fucking peasant. I believe in the people's autonomy, not this crippled, lopsided economy. There once was a Great Depression that wasn't so great, I'm sure, an era when nobody had any work that ended up in a war. But it's all just manipulation, a means to an end, or horses for courses. The workers were there, and the factories, and who'd have fucking thunk it? The natural resources. So, if you think my hat's made of tin, and all this stuff is just in my head, do the maths, look at the facts, and carefully think about what I just said. There once was a Great Depression, it ended in a war. But the infrastructure to facilitate it were already there before. Whatever pretty colour your party's rosette is, now have you figured out they all just take the piss? Homelessness, the poor, or people who just aren't healthy, not really on the agenda, because that won't keep them wealthy. All of my life I've watched our world get sold out from under our feet. The owners now, the oligarchs and political elite. Digging it up, knocking it down to overload a purse. Destroying what once was beautiful, nothing could be worse. We live in an autocracy, although they call it a democracy, but everyone knows that's a filthy lie and maybe even hypocrisy. So instead of keep on asking for things that are already yours, Demand the end of the status quo and change their fucking laws. Or do your things in spite of them. Either will get in my applause. So rouse a politician. Wake it from its sleep. Say it's time to get a job. And leave the leather seat. And now, we can't take another earthquake by good old beans on toast. Is 
the beginning of British summertime. The clocks go forward and the nights get light. The full moon one week ago had quite an effect on things at home. We all know full moons make things weird. It hasn't been this close for years. And the moon went full on a world gone crazy. Safe to say we can't take another earthquake, a great big wave, and a nuclear disaster. There's nothing we can do but throw a tomahawk at Libya. You might not think these things are linked. It's definitely worth a thing. We're told to think that the world's a mess And no one really knows what to suggest We read about the tragedy every day in the paper While we travel to work to keep paying our taxes Help fund a country, help fund a war Where everybody's scared of losing their jobs And the moon went full On a world gone crazy safe to say we can't take another earthquake a great big wave and a nuclear disaster there's nothing we can do but throw a tomahawk at Libya you might not think these things are linked it's definitely worth a thing Winking at me when I wander through rain The oceans within are pulled to high tides We act fucking mental but can't work out why So much of us water we ought to take count For the forces that pull us to pieces Shout for the species alone in the grip of the present Screaming our secrets to the arc of the crescent Me and you sat there watching it smiling Moon sinks away beneath the horizon We nod at each other, this must be the reason The world went nuts when we should have been sleeping We were creeping the town with our feet in the clouds No need for speaking out loud We watch as it sinks The things that we think could be explained by the drinks But more to the point, we are creatures of nature Ripped off to shreds by the beauty and danger Of howling ourselves into hearts when it blossoms and blooms Never forget the effect of the moon Never forget the effect of the moon No, never forget the effect of the moon And the moon went full On a world gone crazy Safe to say Take another earthquake, a great big wave, and a nuclear disaster. There's nothing we can do. But throw a tomahawk at Libya. You might not think these things are linked. It's definitely worth a thing, and that's okay. Because we're British, and don't you know, we got the Olympics, it cost us a fortune, we've been building for years, a running track only a few people will use, you think that that's a waste of spending, wait till you hear about the royal wedding, and the wedding bells ring, across broken Britain, you wanna be a king, Best bring us a kingdom, not a celebrity, and a newspaper scandal. There's 
nothing we can do. It's just diverting our attention because there's bigger things at stake than a slice of wedding cake. Cannabis, poetry and activism seems a strange combination, although they fit really well during our present herbal castration. Obsolete laws, not fit for purpose, quite in need of cessation. Then we can make smoking a spliff, more than mere assignation. Wake up, politicians, make some proper laws, then you'll cause celebration. Cannabis poetry news and activism seems a perfect combination with a new weed order blooming in sight across this human nation they are fully on the run and don't know where to turn watch and wait we're winning as they have begun to learn courtroom trials are crumbling without that burden of proof that cannabis should be schedule one and it hasn't a grain of truth so here is UK government, I care not if it's abrupt, everyone knows it's a political scam, cause you lot are fucking corrupt. And now a little poem called, No Victim, No Crime. There's nothing subliminal, I'm just not a criminal, at least not for grass, it's the law that's an arse. I'm a painter and I've used that stuff for over 40 years. I'm not fucking crazy, but unlike Van Gogh, still have both my ears. Cannabis, when I use it, relieves my constant pain, without me feeling that I've gone completely and utterly insane. It helps with my pain, enabling me to paint, but honestly, geezers, a gateway drug has something which it ain't. They announce medicinal legality to the general population, but if you know, you know. It was part bullshit information. But for me, it's not just medicine, it's my pleasure, and so very much more. And as a cantheist, I felt sort of blessed. Each time I was able to score. Now an end to prohibition would be the best cessation. Medical, recreational, spiritual and more. One people, under one nation and the freedom to grow whatever, the use, a positive culmination. But friends and family of top politicians grow cannabis with no intention of pausing, whilst most growers still stand to get busted, with police still kicking their doors in. They grow acres and acres but deny it to us, then it shouldn't surprise them that we make such a fuss, keeping hold of their mon monopoly is all they really care for, hiding behind ancient hypocrisy, unfortunately, our current drug law. So, if a law is unworkable and blatantly and obviously broken, it just needs to be ignored. And really, I am not joking. Next, the amazing Alpha Blondie with Black Samurai. Yeah, man, yeah, man, yeah, man. Best of night, best of night. 
plant a little seed, wait a little while, and... Smoke a little weed. Ah, now, it looks like a good spot to put part three of the six-legged spider of memory. While he'd been gone, another spider had come across his tent and books, a female named Colin, after her grandmother it turned out. She also only had six legs. She immediately noticed he also only had six legs, so asked him where his others had gone. He told her of his forgetfulness, which made her laugh. He asked her about hers. He was a bit shocked by her reply. She said it was one of the big two-leggers did it. He caught me making a tent in the corner of his cave, caught me and threw me out the fire. She sighed and said she didn't like to believe it was done to be mean, but because those two-leggers don't understand us small things, they're scared of us. She told him losing the two legs saved her life as she hit the fire she pushed herself up with those two legs wow said six that's such a story you're lucky to be here this gave him an idea maybe we can help them with their fears he said how she replied well i know two leggers have big brains but they're empty said florence i know when they are full size it's probably too late to teach them as they're sane input ports are too deteriorated as i found out but when they are young and in their baby cages they could learn everything so the very next day he left colin in charge of the knowledge center and went to find a baby two-legger didn't take him long the first home he came to there it was a baby two-legger sleeping in a wooden baby cage filled with cloths he crawled up the side of the cage across the cloths carefully along to the sleeping two-legger's ear. Florence was a tiny spider, not one of those great big ones you see occasionally running down your window outside or even the slightly smaller ones that crawl up the plug hole, like Incy Wincy Spider. He was even smaller than a baby two-legger's fingernail, so was able to crawl inside its ear and do all the dimension hopping. Then came the clever part. Even though the two-legger was asleep, its brain was fully functional, and spiders have always been able to communicate with brains. It's possibly a small part of why people are scared of them. Their brains tell them to be afraid so they won't stamp on them or pull their legs off. Of course, this didn't always work, as poor Colin could tell you. Florence then asked the brain if it would like to know everything, to which the brain, of course, replied, What do you mean everything? Next, the process that would become the norm, the exchange. However, this time it was utterly successful and would eventually become a traditional temporary symbiotic relationship, each benefiting the other in different ways. The whole thing took about three hours to complete, at which point Florence awoke, unplugged himself and thanked the brain for the energy. You are most welcome, said the brain. Gosh, I really like knowing all this stuff, but I'll have to only allow my two-legger some, as there's so much of it. It was then time for Florence to leave, so he bade the brain farewell and went back to the Library of Knowledge, where Colin was waiting for him. Now, the thing most people don't know about spiders is they all have sane cables and sane ports, and they are natural teachers, so... 
After hearing about Florence's day, she also wanted to do some teaching of the two-leggers, if only to stop other spiders like her having their legs pulled off, or worse, still, being squished under a giant foot. Well, spider-to-spider -spider communication is so fast, all the stuff was exchanged in less than a jiffy, which is very fast indeed. And suddenly, Colin also knew everything. Of course, it wouldn't be possible for this lovely little pair to teach all of the little brains everywhere, so they sent out a message on the World Wide Web to recruit more six-legged spiders. Of course, if eight-leggers wanted to do the job, they were welcomed, but mostly they were happy weaving webs, which is an art form in itself, so most didn't bother. There were many six-leggers, some seven-leggers, even a couple of five-leggers as well. They all came to the newly formed College of Knowledge and set about learning everything, every done, every was, and every will be, in preparation of going out into the world to teach. Some went off to start new tents in disused libraries and factories, which were becoming more and more common. Colin went to live with Florence Black in the spider house, in the tree, and they had lots of little six-legged spider children who all grew up to be teachers or knowledge givers, as they eventually became known as. So children everywhere were given the gift of knowledge, and over the squillions of years since it all began, two-leggers have learned everything, although, of course, have still not listened to their brains and left rubbish all over the place, wasted things, and, worst of all, stamped on poor little defenceless spiders. Now comes the part which most parents may need to cover their ears for, as they are probably too squeamish. In fact, kids... Tell your parents to go and drink some sherry or make a cup of tea or plant some dahlias or some other grown-up nonsense. The very first human-to-spider interaction back in the day set a universal genetic precedence or law of nature. If you prefer, that would be carried on due to the multi-dimension nature of such things. Blah, blah, blah. We would host them for a short period of our lives right at the beginning before even cognizant, cognizant, Ah, proper thought patterns arose. That short period between newborn and actual person, the glop stage, as we call it. However, a bargain was struck on that day that has sown repercussions throughout our time on this planet. The bargain was the knowing of everything for a shred of your reality and a piece of your pineal gland or third eye. Some people have always been impervious and have kept their pineal glands intact, stayed real and learned everything they know over time, or sometimes by a chance encounter. Anyway, nowadays, six-legged spiders' memories use a much more technical approach to knowledge impartation and stuff extraction. They teleport both directions through about seven different dimensions to make it instantaneous, virtually painless and almost completely safe. Going in via the air was always a little bit yucky, even for spiders. This has now gone on for millennia, and the spider civilizations worldwide are all connected magnetically, as things are much different and the whole operation is done by a form of teleportation called electic-tock, which is actually a marvellous way to travel, one which I would urge you to try if you ever get the opportunity, even though it's only the really small spiders that can do the mind-knowledge malarkey. The teleportation is just a thing and everyone can learn, but it takes a lot of training, but like I said, oh, so worth it. For instance, even the very first thing you have to learn is grueling. Hear the colour orange while smelling the colour blue and feeling the colour green, but seeing purple, but not 
as a colour, as an entity in itself. Like I say, the very first thing, but blah, 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 boring. You get four hours to complete the first task, and it only gets harder. The second task is learning the phrase, Don't pass Audit Prog, Uber Lieber René's Kane Master Master. You have one hour, which leads to the third task. You have eternity to explain the meaning of the previous phrase. Once you've done that, the teleportation process is a cinch. Spiders can instinctively just do it, which is how sometimes you get one appear out of nowhere in the middle of the room, right before your eyes. Well, good luck with your training, and if you intend to try your luck, best wishes. You're listening to Radio Illumini, raising vibrations to help heal nations. The Just Be Kind Spring Fairy Fate is coming to the Retreat Animal Rescue High Holden in Kent on Saturday 20th of May, 12 till 4pm. This event is free to the public and will be a theatrical blend of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream, Labyrinth, Woodland Creatures, Fairies, Elves, Trolls, etc. Visitors and participants are invited to dress up. Delicious food and drink will be available from the Retreat Cafe. Stores selling gorgeous clothes, jewellery, candle soaps and many other delightful trinkets will be at the event. Entertainment will be provided by various entertainers, singers, thespians. There will be a yoga workshop. Gaia telling stories. The King of the Elves. Children's activities and other wonderful performers. All proceeds go directly to the retreat. Once again, the Just Be Kind Spring Fairy Fate. Saturday, 20th of May, 12 to 4pm at the Retreat Animal Rescue, High Holden in Kent. Looking forward to seeing you there. Fairy blessings. You may have noticed I'm speaking as little as possible, still a bit croaky. So here's the um, Burwash advert. Oh yeah, that's good. Right, so I'll count you in. Three, two, one. All right, Tommy from Eastbourne Cannabis Club, 533 CBD. Uh, we've got the Rolling Trees Festival, August the 8th of... 5th. August the 5th. Okay. You you can start again if you want, but you can go from last to start again. Tommy from Eastbourne Cannabis Club, 533 CBD, the Eastbourne Cannabis Club's first shop in the town. Uh, We have an event coming up on August the 5th, uh, the Rolling Trees Festival. Uh, It's going to be available to all cannabis community members, so get involved. Did you say Eastbourne? Shop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're interested in tickets, come down to the shop 553 CBD on 152 Seaside in Eastbourne uh, to get your tickets. Do it again and say, me, oh, Tommy, I'm blind. Okay. I think you did say Tommy, I'm um, Tommy. Yeah, no, you said Tommy, but you said, I'm inviting you to my shop. I thought personally. Alright, you only have to say that. I'll, 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 I'll think it's Because you want people to come in here and buy things, all fucking natural, yeah, it's not yeah. just a company that's geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm, uh. Yeah, just say that and I can spice it all together. Yeah, yeah. Where the words
I'm inviting you to Five for Free CBD to come in, have a chat and a look around and to buy your tickets for the Rolling Trees Festival this August. Perfect, that was. That's a take. And of course, the Borough Fest advert with the wrong cost pay. That's because it's an old recording. No stems, no seeds that you don't need. Brexit bonus gold is badass weed. Because I wanted an advert for Borough Fest, I decided to make it. Thought that would be best. So here I am. I hope you're impressed. In summer, in the second week of July, now watch the weeks go ticking by. Overstone, Northampton, the place to spend. 14th till 17th, the whole weekend, for 60 quid. I'm sure that's right. Get your tickets from Eventbrite, the glass blowing festival, and so much more. Alternative lifestyles, if you know the score. Speakers, education, vendors, but that isn't it. Later in the evening, a communal fire pit. I'm sure I said it was 60 quid in there sometime, but it was way, way back when I made that. And um, as for the next ad, it's for the Burwash event. And um, uh, apologies, but not really. Um, it was such fun. Um, I couldn't help just leaving it as exactly as I got it and giving it a drum and bass background. And uh, good luck with your endeavour. One love. God blimey, what a load of blah, blah, blah that was. Right, time for a song. Go, go, bordello with Think Locally, Fuck Globally. That's how it all is. Think Locally.
And now, <clears throat> a poem, Everything in Moderation. It gives us everything we need, somewhere to live and thrive and succeed. It gives us plants, it gives us trees, fertile lands and wondrous seas. But the human virus is the worst disease and we've brought this planet to its knees. We've stripped away lots and put back a bit. As for biodiversity, we don't seem to give a shit. They tell us we've only got 12 years, no more, to sort it all out and even the score. But in my opinion, it's too little too late. Those horses have bolted through the open gate, just like a virus moving into a cell. We are making our planet a living hell. When we've used up everything that we can see, I expect we'll be hoping for planet B. When I look at my world, I just shed a tear, because most of you fuckers don't want to hear. You recycle plastic and paper and tins, and what can't be reused goes in landfill bins. But is that enough as our world starts to die? No, just drive your car and continue to fly. I'm doing my bit, I can't do more. Blah, 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 I've heard it before. The world can repair itself, of that there's no doubt. But we won't be here to sing, talk or shout. We'll be long gone extinct, just like the dinosaur. Without the need of a giant meteor. It won't be too long till we're buried in plastic. Please, listen to these words. They aren't bombastic. We are using our planet as a means to an end. And when something is broken, it's important to mend. There are holes in the sky where radiation gets in. And when it does, it will burn your skin. Because these holes are fat while our atmosphere is thin. The holes are all made by human pollution. So to clean up our act is a sensible solution. We can't keep on taking without putting back. When it's empty, it's empty. And that is a fact. We're cutting down trees, polluting air, sea and soil. And surprise, surprise, we're addicted to oil. That particular oil comes from way underground. But there's other oil that is easily found. For there is a plant with wondrous seeds that can help us all in our planetary needs. We never needed fossil fuels they pollute our atmosphere and seas and soils there is a plant with amazing yields that we could be planting in our fields our planet is fragile we don't need to break her there's oil from this plant three gallon 300 gallons an acre as if that's not enough to make oil companies sour after extraction there's six tons of flour and medicine building blocks and all sorts of things eco safe plastic and paper and string the list is quite endless as you'll quickly see but what is that plant what could it be that plant's name is cannabis but don't be alarmed it's been here forever and it's not here to harm it's been here forever it followed us round it could clear up the air and put food in the ground so why don't we use this to help with our needs? The answer is simply put, corporate greed. They made it illegal to own or consume, but I don't believe them and won't dance to their tune. They tell us it's bad and say it's a pest, while hidden in plain sight of you, feather their nests. So heed what is said and grow all those seeds, or just sit and watch telly as our home planet bleeds. So pretend that I'm lying when I say all this stuff, because to hear and ignore is really too tough. Our world is in peril. There may be no next pit, no planet B, and certainly no exit. Bill Hicks once called us a virus with shoes. 
So you just keep consuming and I'll sing the blues. And now another gem of a song by De Antwoord. Gucci Coochie featuring Dieter von Thies. Yeah, I know. She's so hot right now. But look out for that one. She'll fuck up your whole life with that little Gucci Coochie.
So as to not completely lose my voice, we now have Boomtown Rats with Banana Republic. required the right the right to grow our favorite plant 
and I'm getting a little tired. I fought the law for way too long, and I'm still not backing down, until it's seen as normal, fields of cannabis in the ground. But big corporations are queuing up to steal away that prize. It begins as a trickle, turns into a flood of lies and lies and lies. So don't be lulled by their gentle words. They only want one thing. Us activists as puppets on the end of a very long string. With businesses calling all the shots, protesting will have no power. Then they can do whatever they like, which won't help free our flower. They'll ruin the bud and ruin the hash. The pound signs rolling as they pocket the cash. I would, if we lived in a fairer world, be willing to compromise, but I'm not giving up my freedom for another bunch of lies. I'm an activist, an anarchist, so refuse to be a shopkeeper. I'm also not a window dresser and always look much deeper. Now don't get me wrong, I don't need to be told. I know they are necessary, but first see what unfolds. If you dilute what you do and accept their corporate backing, I'll never apologise when I say the words. Your integrity, integrity is obviously lacking. You may not want to hear this, you may just shut it out and tell me that I'm full of shit and it's bullshit that I spout. You may think that compromise is the way to get this done. Don't bother to listen because you know best, but I guarantee you're wrong. However, I'll still continue to fight this war myself and leave the shop for those who want to fill the corporate shelf. I know that there are many that feel the way I do. I'll stand with them with my head held high. You do what you must do. Some call it weed, some call it bud. Some call it cannabis. Some say that CBD is best, but they just hate the piss. Some of us have fought for years while others are just posing. Some of us try to open doors while other doors are closing. So hear me, canna warriors who fight for what is right. Don't be fooled by the corporate sham. It's gold-encrusted shite. And next it's The Velvet Underground and Nico with Femme Fatale. Clown. 
everybody knows The things she does to please She's just a little tease See the way she walks Hear the way she talks Cause everybody knows I did my best. I'm not going to be able to manage any more of this croaky stuff. So um, you'll get more poems next time, I hope. They paid paradise, put up a parking lot With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they paid paradise put up a parking lot they took all the trees put them in a tree museum and they charged the people a dollar and a half just to see them seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they pay paradise put up a parking lot hey farmer farmer put away the ddt now give me spots on my apples or leave me the birds and the bees seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone they pay paradise put up a parking lot late last night i heard the screen door slam and a big yellow taxi took away my old man don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot I said, don't it always seem to go That you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot They pay paradise, put up a parking lot Parking lot. <laughs> Even smiling makes my face ache. That's all for me this week. I've been Rocky van der Benderscum, as always, and this was Bender Drivel, brought to you by placing it on a table and banging some nails through it. Don't forget, don't pass audit broke. Ooberlieber Rene's cane. Master, master. You're listening to Radio Illumini. 
raising vibrations to help heal nations.